For season three, we should mash up this with I want to have some fun. For our Are you going to make the mash up? Totally. Okay. I'm going to be like, what's her name? Anna Kendrick. In yeah, that's what, that's, yeah. Make dope remixes. For the Queens of the Court podcast. Mostly uncut. <laughs> Mostly uncut. Mostly what do you uncut. Mean? <laughs> it's all Occasionally we cut things here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Queens of the Court podcast. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm Johnny Eason. And like, we're pretty excited to be here because it was a crazy ass week. Whoa. In women's college basketball. Like, whoa. Tournament time did not disappoint. No, I'm, I'm real happy how it went. Dude, it was awesome. Like, it, it shows, you know, in case you didn't watch or haven't like kept up. There were a lot of upsets. A lot of upsets of top 10 teams. Shit went down. Went down. Now, like, you know, some of these weren't, like, the biggest upsets. They were still, like, top 25 matchups. But so still real since, exciting stuff. Since 2000, this is the first time that uh, one and two have lost in the same week while polls were around. I mean, that's that's pretty dope, right? That's a crazy week. Yeah. I mean, number five <laughs> lost, number six yeah. lost, number 10 and, lost. And, and, and like they weren't including like things like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's a crazy, it's a crazy week for co- women's college basketball. Lots of people losing. Woo. Lots of people winning. I love it. And we're going to recap a whole bunch of it. We're going to talk about some of these matchups and what happened. We're going to bring you all of our, you know, most popular segments on season two. Of we, have of segments. we have segments. We have segments. We filled with them, girl. And uh, where should we begin? Should we begin with uh, what was your what was the biggest upset of the week for you? So for me, um, the biggest one, and I felt like one of the bigger reasons I picked it mm-hmm. was because I called it last week. Do, do tell <laughs> was uh, Indiana South Carolina. Yeah, that was I that picked was wild. Indiana to upset one of them. Right, they got yeah. to play two teams, and they played pretty well. You know, they were probably hey. one of the more surprising teams of the week. How good they played in these games. Yeah, them beating South Carolina was was a big surprise to me. I did not believe. Yeah, and then you know they were in the game with Baylor, so like that's great. Yeah, I mean, they beat South Carolina by 14. And, yeah, and great game. It was great. I mean, they did it all in the last quarter. Last quarter was 24 points for Indiana, 6 for South Carolina. Yeah, it was an awesome game. It was, it, you know, it just made me happy because, like, I, I knew I knew that these tournaments were going to, you know, make some stuff happen, and that was, like, the first, like, thing to drop. Yeah. And, and like, once that happened, it was just, like, all hell broke loose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, on this topic, I want to give like a shout out to like Allie Patberg, who yeah, she crushed, know, fought to get playing time in Notre Dame, didn't get a lot, and and transferred to Indiana, and she's been stellar for them, and she's had a great season, and uh, she's very deserving. She's an extremely hard worker and real talented. So Woo! I'm excited. Would Notre that, Dame need an Allie Patberg right now? <laughs> oh yeah, wouldn't they love to have her right now? Um, but. Uh, <laughs> It's great what's going on with Indiana. It makes the Big Ten way more interesting. Yeah. Because oh, my God. Way more It kind of felt like at the beginning of the year it was Maryland and everyone else. And you don't quite feel the same way now. I mean, Maryland no. lost to South Carolina. Yeah. Indiana just beat South Carolina. Yeah. So, to me, it, it, this that league is very deep and, you know, preseason polls kind of, you know, maybe put some people a little higher than what we expected. Like, I, I don't think Maryland should be where they are, you know. Ooh, I thought they should have been. I just don't think they've played up to it so far this year. Uh, they were. I agree with four. where they got ranked. I think that was accurate, nah, but I don't think they've played up to it. Yeah, and I mean, clearly, like, look how good, like, just you know, look at how good everybody else has been playing, and like for that to happen, it's like, yeah, I just like it, you know. Yeah, totally. I like it too, and and you know, tournament time is tough because you got to play three games in three days, yeah, it's and so it's hard. it's not easy. And I think maybe you know what happened in this game. You know, South Carolina showed some of its inexperience. And especially in that fourth quarter, only only getting six points in the fourth quarter, um, and that you know can maybe there's something to be said for having a lot of freshmen on the floor and having them not quite, you know, up to pace with, you know, three games in three days. Yeah, and yada, I think yada, yada. These, these tournaments are a special thing, and I think it it, it does require sometimes you know some senior leadership there, mm-hmm. especially in the first game, and that was their first game, and like. 
you know, you're going away to these nice places. You're going on basically a vacation. Like they were in, totally. they were in like St. Thomas or something, like living it up. Like, like when you're not playing yeah, basketball, you're yeah. like sipping my like exactly. virgin my time. Yeah, it's exactly. Cool. It's, it's the holidays. Your totally. family's probably there. You have a lot of distractions. So like to me, it's like the senior teams that like know how to get through it. They probably benefited that in, totally. that in those ways. But like speaking of um, you know traveling for the tournament, I just want to give a shout out to the Tulsa women's basketball team. Yeah, we saw you girls. We saw y'all on oh, our flight uh, from San Francisco to Denver. Yeah, you played in Cali. It was rough. We had a long delay and they weren't feeling it. Yeah, neither were we. <laughs> yeah, they were on our plane. What up? Anyway. Um, so yeah, good upset, good choice. I agree. There were a bunch of upsets. We already said like yeah. Louisville beat Oregon. That was a big one. Um, Florida State beat Texas A&M. That was a minor upset, but an upset. Um, my biggest upset of the week, the upset that I thought was most kind of entertaining, was um, the way Florida Gulf Coast came into the Cancun Challenge. And wiped out Notre Dame, South Dakota State, and South Florida back-to-back days. Boom, boom, boom. I was not expecting them to win any of those games, let alone all three. They won the tournament, and I was kind of like, oh, damn. So, to me, it's one of those things going back to, like, the preseason rankings and things like that. But, like... I mean, South Florida played Baylor really tough, and they they beat Texas. That's, that is true. So like, it's I mean, not Texas like a, has been losing a lot. That's fine, but it, it's still <laughs> like you know, I don't think South Florida is a bad program. No, uh, you know, no, 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 not by any means. Deserving Florida of that Gulf ranking. Coast, Florida Gulf Coast is just played really well. I'm not trying to take away from them. Totally, but like you know, we've seen Notre Dame not play the same way, and it is surprising because you know South Dakota State everybody was like one of their you know hot picks for like a big mid-major team. Totally, I mean, and South Dakota State is a very solid team. So, um, I mean, they they won, they beat Notre Dame and South Florida in the same tournament. Yeah. So like you know, anyway, so that was really impressive to me. You know, that was my upset was just seeing the way they rolled through that tournament. Um, some other notable upsets, Green Bay beat Syracuse. Yeah. That was big. Um, uh, South Carolina beat Baylor. We haven't really talked about that. That was, you know, a two, five matchup, still definitely an upset given that Baylor was expected to kind of roll through the season. And then we just saw them lose to Indiana like earlier, earlier, like two days later or a day before. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we have such a big shakeup in the standings this week in the oh rankings. Oh my god, there's so um, it, it was kind of you know, I I feel like it was a hard week for those people. Like I, you know, what do you mean? Like it's just a hard week to, you know, for the people that vote on this. Like Oh yeah, for You sure. know, like to make the decisions like how many how yeah. do I decide how much does this value over beating that one and like Totally. Like Baylor goes 2 to 7. Like ouch. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but when you look at like the top ten, but I get it, I get it. You look at it and you're like, you know, you know, I gotta put you down there. You totally. lost, you lost. You know, uh, same way you gotta move Louisville from eight up to the top yeah. after they beat Oregon, you which is to. so fair. Uh, it's um, just I think they should have been number one instead of Stanford. Uh, you know, as much as Stanford has the talent, I don't think they've played like the number one team in the country and. It's hard to argue against Louisville after they benefited Oregon. from the preseason three rank, and then totally, you know, totally. like they got that, and then they have just gone undefeated. Yeah. So like that'll keep you there. They haven't played the best at times, so I think, like you said, they are lucky to be where they are. But you know, I mean, you know, Oregon hats, State's been... hats off to Stanford, yeah. the new number one. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, Oregon State's been super solid. They're undefeated, and they're only coming in at number five. Yep. You know, UConn hasn't really played any like no, super challenging matchups. They do have some matchups coming up, and they do. It's it, it's going to be fun. I think. I think so too. I think UConn is fallible, so yeah. I'm interested to see kind of how, you know, how these bigger matchups go. Like when they play Baylor, like how's that going to go? Things yeah. Like I think they are too. Um, and I still believe South Carolina is like a top team. Despite the loss to Indiana, they just beat Baylor. This is a team clearly capable of beating anyone. 
Yeah, Boston's. Woo. Yeah. So even though they lost, she, so I don't she's know. She's somebody that in year four, if she stays all four years, I am going to be like, she's so excited to see what she could be. She, totally. She's playing out of her mind. She's she's a star already. Star. Yeah, it's one month into her freshman star. season. I know. Uh, Mississippi State, you know, almost beat Stanford. You know, they challenged Stanford in that game. Yeah. So uh, there's just, you know, it's a lot of parody right now in the game. You don't feel it's pretty you know, fun. We thought Oregon was gonna just be Ooh. by far, especially if they beat Team USA. Yeah, Team USA. No one's man. touching Oregon, and now here we are looking at like a lot of teams that are in contention. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy year. I mean, I think. You know the way the you know the way things are going. Like nothing's gonna be the same. You know, come January, <laughs> like totally things are gonna keep moving around. People are gonna keep shifting up and down. It's not gonna be like women's basketball of old, where people stay up top and just yeah. lock in where they're at for all year. Yeah, I mean, and and these non-conference games are really interesting because in a lot of ways, the conference schedule. You know, you feel like it's almost a little more predictable. Like you feel like no one in, you know, no one in the Big Twelve is going to beat Baylor, even without no, Lauren no, Cox. No, oh my God, no. no, you don't really feel like UConn is going to lose in the conference season. Although we you know we talked about that. So but. yeah, I know, I know. Maybe I predicted something like that, but oh. earlier in the year and trying to ask about it. But like, who yeah. man, that conference, everybody has like four losses, and right. then there's UConn. Right. <laughs> And, I mean, you know, the ACC, the SEC, and the Pac-12 will always be competitive, and there will probably always be some upsets and, you know, some some you know happenings in those conference games. Totally. But, um, yeah, you know, you look at, like, you know, Baylor, you know, they don't have a ton of high competition games left on their no. schedule. No. So it's kind of like if they're going to secure, like, a top seed, they got to beat UConn when they face UConn. Yep. That's, they have to. They have to. Um, they have to win that game, and that's why – it's like if Lauren Cox isn't back and ready to go. Yep. They could be sliding. Yeah. They could be dropping pretty far yeah. with that loss because you got to look at the rest of their schedule and be like, you don't really play anybody else either. So, like, the yeah. two times you really got to show us something, you you paled. Yeah. And and, and I think that, that just the parity in general that we're seeing right now, we saw a lot of parity last year, even though there were some really good teams. Um you know, it's not like the years where it was like, oh, UConn's going to win. Uh, UConn's going to win. Uh, UConn's going to win. And, like, there's nothing no, wrong with no. that. you got to respect Dom Gino and, and the dominance of that program has Dom, had. Dom Gino. <laughs> yes. Dom Gino. Dom Gino. Uh, <laughs> you got to respect what that program has been able to do. But you look at, you know, kind of, you know, the parity right now, and it's, there's a couple things going on. I think that the coaching is better across the board. Totally. Totally. I think it's at a higher level, and I think that – some of these coaches are getting paid a lot of money so there's more like competition and, and oomph and oomph. i mean a lot of these coaches like you know start with these programs and then you know get to create something and then yeah. they stay like you know like and, and really you know are impacting these smaller programs that are turning them into mid-sized bigger programs yeah. because of what they've done well also the talent pool is just deeper you know, it's yeah. it's a oh deeper talent pool. You know, the athleticism coming into the game now is just better. It's stronger. You know, these 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 girls are are you know playing younger and honing their skills from a younger age than ever before. I mean, it's I think it's really exciting because I think it's becoming a much more just you know unpredictable sport. So anyway, yeah, just wanted I, to plug that, throw that out there. Yes. Watch women's basketball. It's Watch awesome. it. Listen uh, to us too, and always listen to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we talked about our upsets. So what impressed you most this week? What impressed me most is Louisville. Tell me. I mean, just everybody thought Oregon was this big bad thing, and nobody's going to be able to touch them and beat Team USA. Team USA. Yeah, right, like. How could USA. any college program beat them? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, playing all these all-stars, like the top people that you could play. And, and you know, this high, this college team just comes in, like, 
mops the floor with them almost. I like, just want to say that I kind of predicted that Louisville was going to beat Oregon last week. I think you did. But Pretty fine. sure that was in my in my, my hot topic. Sure, we both had some good calls last week. I think that's why people should listen to us and subscribe right? to us. We're making some good calls. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 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 you know, it impressed you that they beat Oregon. Yeah, I mean, and the team played well, and it it wasn't that close of a game. Yeah. Um, you know, you have this Louisville team that you know got some got some transfers, had some things happen. Have you know they're a pretty deep team, and and like coached great. Like you just have to give it to them. Like they're a force to be reckoned with, and like you yeah. know how Shook played in that game, eighteen and fifteen. Like right. you know, and uh, uh, Dana Evans, like jeez, mm-hmm. uh, like these these guys. They She's have been, they have like strong leadership out of them. They do, and they proved it. Like Dana Evans is player ESPN Player of the Week. Yeah, um, average twenty one and four in that tournament. Pretty efficient, efficient shooting too. Yeah, she's a great shooter. I mean. She's been a star since she came in as a freshman. She's just been overshadowed from by Asia Dirt and that program. Totally. And now she's getting a chance to have that be her team. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was super impressive. I totally agree. Great win. Um, like, what a, what a win. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about Louisville in a little bit. There are there are contenders showcase. Contenders this showcase. Week. So we'll talk a little bit more about them in a minute. Um, thing that impressed me most this week was uh, Florida State and the way Florida State um, took down Texas A&M. So, uh, you know, it, I don't think of it as, like, the biggest upset. This was a 6-12 matchup, and I think Florida State is, you know, a stronger team than their 12, um, or than the 12 was last week. But um, I I was surprised that they beat Texas A&M by 22 points. Totally. You know, like, like I thought it would be a close game. I did not think it was going to be a blowout win for Florida State. And I'm just impressed by by the whole team. They're still without, arguably, their best player, Isabella Nicoletti, who was like a number three recruit in her recruiting class a couple of years ago, and has been you know saddled with injuries since she got to college. And they're arguably you know without this best player who could tie them all together. And they're still getting major contributions from you know multiple spots on the floor, night in and night out. And they just look like one of those teams who. They're athletic, you know, they're tight, they play good D, and they score enough points. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how the ACC shakes out with Louisville and Florida State playing really well. NC State is playing really well. Uh, You're used to hearing Notre Dame in that conversation, but maybe not this year. But there's some other good teams, too, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of undefeated teams still in the ACC. It's a very deep league. Yeah. And... Maybe not – didn't get as much respect coming into the year as maybe they should have. Yeah. With some of their preseason rankings. Yeah. So, watching them win and start taking over where to go to places where they deserve is really awesome. And yeah, I think it's going to keep happening, and they have really talented players. So, yeah, good on the ACC. They're always, you know. Yeah. And they're just, a dominant force. Yeah. And, and just for, you know, like, uh, you know – appropriate shout out you know anytime uh, a college player scores in double digits and gets double digits assists you gotta you gotta shout them out so like nikki Akomu, you know what she did for florida state was just you know out of this world yeah um so i just thought i'd shout her out because that was pretty impressive performance against a top 10 team to dish 12 assists and throw 15 totally, points totally totally good stuff so yeah that was what Great really one. kind of impressed uh, i love me. it it was a great, great win. Real, real good showing for Florida State to, to you know, put yeah. them, uh, not only put them, like, on the map, but, like, you know, watch out. Like, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, if they get the if they get her back, like, woo. Totally. I think she's out this year, but when they get her back. Oh, is she out the whole year? I think she tore her ACL, Ooh. and I think she's out the whole year again. Okay. Um, but... But yeah, when she does get on the court, <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to see what she can do. Um, so despite all these exciting games, you know the action doesn't stop here. This upcoming week is jam packed with action, jam packed, and a lot of these games are on ESPN. 
Ooh. So nationally televised oh, games. Oh, that, that's nice. Yeah. We got some games, not like <laughs> these tournaments where there was no broadcast. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's unfortunate because some of these games were amazing and no, you know, national broadcast, and it's real unfortunate that that they're not getting the attention they deserve. Yeah, I mean, so uh, from what I'm reading and from you know other analysts that are, have been covering all this and like the teams themselves are starting to make noise about how this offends title nine and goes against what it's about, about getting the same publicity uh, as the men. And it's currently sitting at somewhere like 40 to one where when, when you talk about the types of games that are getting played and it's things like, you have on ESPN this upcoming week a men's basketball game of a D1 AA team against a D3 team. Nationally televised? Nationally televised. <sighs> it's a D3 team. Yeah. I have, like, you know, Andrew played for, like, a D3 team. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I saw Andrew on ESPN, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, but, like, that's... Uh, yeah, that's... It's, it's wild. It's unfortunate. I mean, you know... Uh, you can't watch number one versus number eight. Or number two versus number five. Ah. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. That would make... Imagine any other sport not being able to watch the two, like, uh, the top ten ranked teams in the country. Right. <laughs> what? Right. Imagine like there was like a, a NCAA football game and it was like Clemson Alabama. Yeah, and, not and you have like, <laughs> and you have like, the perfect example is like people trying to argue against like them not deserving it, but you have Sabrina Inescu's jersey selling out in twenty in less than twenty four hours. Yeah, people want to watch. People want to watch. People want to watch. It's growing, and not only is it growing, it's like, especially like. They're getting better. The product is awesome now. Yep. It's like where you keep uh, these girls keep on getting better and better and better because it's like they're just more talented. Yep. So for for people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about Title Nine is? It's the you know the Women's Like Fairness Act for all inclusion and in sports and things like that and making sure that they get their fair share at. All these colleges, universities, schools, and this and that to make sure that, you know, they're not getting, they're always getting their fair share. It needs to be that way. Yeah. And currently the way that things have been priced, like you have like conferences selling like billion dollar contracts, TSPN, like the SEC, they got paid a billion dollars for like five years. And then ESPN paid five hundred million for twenty four other sports, <laughs> and like for o- over a fifteen year period, and it ends up equaling out that they paid like thirty four million dollars for like women's wow. basketball for ten years. What? Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like, it's like SEC for like just football got paid like a billion dollars. <laughs> uh, that's so why we like, need you to just, watch. It's just they need more more inclusion more money and especially with with how this especially with how this um ruling went in california with the players that are eventually going to get able to get paid in college sports Mm -hmm. you can see the women almost getting shafted before it even happens yep like sabrina Inescu is going to get shafted like a player like her it, they just need to make things right. It, they're going to tr- tr- try and find like a way to like cut percentages here and there. Uh, it's going to be terrible. Well, you know, before we, before we, you know, you know, predict such things in the future. But like, at least they're paying. Let's just, you let's, know, let's, at least let's, they're paying. Let's hope that like they do some of it right. Yeah. At least they're paying them, I guess. We'll complain about it when it happens and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not preemptively. Anyway, so so but but anyway, to this point, there are a bunch of games on ESPN this week. Yes, um, let's watch. So this week they've got the Big Ten ACC Challenge and the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Now these are you know just kind of they're not like you know 
tournaments or anything you know as complicated as that it's a it's a friendly competition between two conferences where each team plays a team from the other conference and you know you tally up and say oh the acc won this year oh the big 10 won yeah this it's year. it's it's just fun for those it's reasons. just fun you end up getting a lot of good matchups yeah. because there's a lot of good teams in all these conferences so some of the matchups that i'm most looking forward to are indiana and miami um, and they play at 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday on the ACC Network. Yes. Maryland and NC State. Yes. That's a really good That's matchup. That's going to be a great one. Uh, they play Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Michigan State and Florida State play Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on the ACC Network. And Syracuse and Michigan play Thursday 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Ooh. So there's a doubleheader on Thursday night Ooh. starting 7 p.m. Eastern. Watch two great games. Be worth it. In the Big 12 SEC Challenge, uh, matchups I'm looking forward to are Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State isn't ranked, but they've had some solid wins, and I think they're a good team. Yes. So that is Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern on SEC Network. The Texas and Tennessee are playing, which should be a fun matchup. Uh, that happens Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Yes. And then another one I'm looking forward to is West Virginia and Mississippi State, which takes place uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network. So watch. So watch. And there's one more game that you should look out for. It's usually like a 1-2 matchup, and this year it is not a 1-2 matchup. But the Jimmy V Classic, Notre Dame and Connecticut, uh, one of the best rivalries over the past 10 years in women's sports. Um that takes place, that game happens Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So Notre Dame-UConn, Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Yes, we figured out a way to talk about Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that should be a fun matchup. A uh, lot of good stuff to watch on TV. Check your guide. Check ESPN. There's a bunch of games on ESPN. Watch these games. Watch them. They'll be entertaining. Um. What do you say we do some hot topics? Ooh, hot topics. How do you feel about that? Sponsored by Hot Buckets. <laughs> um, yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Um, hot topic is a segment where we put five minutes on the clock and we make bold statements about the game and we answer each other's bold statements with either a... Yas Queen. Or a... Not Girl. Excellent. Five minutes on the clock. John, what's your first hot topic? Okay. At least one of Oregon or Baylor won't get into the number one seed this year in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, screen. I agree with that. I don't think uh, – I think Oregon will end up getting a one seed, but I think uh, I think Baylor could fall to the two line. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, screen. Uh, Louisville will finish with the number one overall. Ooh. Uh, I have to look at their schedule, but I'll, offhand, I'll give you a Yas Queen. Yas Queen. I'd, I'm not sure. Yes. I mean, I think Florida State and NC State could beat them in the conference, but I don't know if they have any other particularly difficult matchups in the non-conference. And if they don't, they could easily sweep the ACC. Ooh. And if they do, they probably will earn the number one overall seed. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Okay, next. Next. Uh, NC State beats Maryland and breaks the top ten for the first time this week. No, girl. I think I think Maryland's going to win that matchup. I think I think after, since their loss, I think Maryland has been – Turned it around a little bit. Sh- much sharper. And I think that they're on the upswing. And I think that they will beat NC State, who hasn't really been um, tested too terribly much. They beat Texas, but as we've said, Texas has done a lot of losing this year. Okay, okay. Um, question four. ACC will be the best conference by the end of the year. No, nah, girl. I don't think so. I'm Right now, I think they're actually going to end up being the third best conference. I think the Pac-12 and the SEC okay. are both going to end up being stronger conferences than the okay. ACC. Top to bottom. Fair. Yeah. Not a girl. Not a girl. Okay. Um, last question for me. UConn finishes the season with at least four losses. <laughs> uh, uh, nah. Their, their non-conference the rest of the year is actually kind of hard. 
Uh, I mean, if you don't count the Team USA exhibition, then nah, girl. I don't Ooh. think they're going to lose that many. Ooh. They will lose to Team USA, yeah. but I don't think they're going to lose that many. I got, I have them beating Baylor. Um, I have you know, I don't know. They might lose to like you know South Florida or like Notre Dame, but I think they play Louisville too. Do they? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, that'll be a good game. But no, yeah. I don't think I don't think they have four losses. I think they end up with three or fewer. Three or fewer. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That's fair. Is that is that it for your hot topics? That's it. That's it for my hot topics. <laughs> okay. All right, my hot topics. Just hit me, baby. Despite the rough start, Notre Dame will defeat UConn in the Jimmy V Classic. Not girl. <laughs> Get out of here with that. No? No chance? No. <laughs> um, I, I think UConn's just still too loaded for what... I just think know. that game could get sweaty. Nah. You just never know what happens when those two programs meet. Nah, these are all new people to this kind of rivalry for Notre Dame, and they're not going to know what to expect. Okay. The intensity that's going to come out from UConn, I think, is going to be kind of overwhelming. Okay, okay. Uh, the Big Ten will record more victories than the ACC in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. You said Big Ten? Yeah. Whoo. Nah, girl. Think the ACC gets more victories? Yep. Okay. I, I think uh, I like AC. I like the ACC better. I think they're going to be one of the top conferences. <laughs> so, so fair, yeah, so fair. I mean, I think usually the ACC wins more than the Big Ten, but I just have a feeling about Big Ten this year. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's very fair. Um, All right, moving on. Yeah, go to the next. Louisville will beat Team USA when the teams meet in the new year. Ooh. They beat Oregon. <laughs> you got, I got I got to put guy, it out there. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you think? Yas, Queen. Yas. I think. Team USA, two losses to college programs. I think I'm if Team it. USA doesn't bring three-point shooters and then – and Brittany Griner. <laughs> and, and like an actual. Deladon. Like, you know, they, they brought Sylvia Fowles, so you thought it would have went a little bit different. She got in so foul fast. trouble. But like, um, if they go with the same team they went to Oregon with, I think they lose. Okay. Based on the first month of gameplay, at least 10 different programs could conceivably win it all this year. Yas at queen. least 10. Yas queen. At least 10. I love it. Yeah. All right. And last, Lauren Cox's value improves more when she's off the floor than when Ooh. she's on the floor. Uh, nah, girl. Nah? No. Talk. She's a monster on the floor. I agree. And but. what she, the respect that she deserves being just touching the floor. Yeah. I guess I just feel like, you know, sometimes maybe the stat line doesn't show how important she is, but when she's not on the floor and Baylor loses a game, like they lost to South Carolina, you're like, oh man, Lauren Cox, real important. And like, there's like a value increase almost. Do you know what I mean? Though, right? I, I do know what you mean. I do get what you're saying and, and like how much she means to the pro, like to the team and the program and everything. But not and girl. when you see her <laughs> off the floor, I'm saying she is that impactful when she's on it. Totally. And like she's so good. That's why I think she's a number one pick. Totally. She, she won. And, I mean, we'll if she's see. healthy, she's won in my eyes. I feel like the fact that she hasn't been healthy this year is gonna hurt her draft. <sighs> Maybe. But we'll see. I mean, it's it, at least it's not her injury for, from what it, from what we saw at the end of the season last year. <clears throat> totally. Because that was scary. <laughs> it was, but this kind of like undisclosed, not undisclosed, but like unclear foot injury exactly. You never want big people with foot injuries. You never want anyone with an injury that's not crystal clear. Yeah, foot or feet are weird too. You just want something clear. Yeah. They're going to be better ACL. at this time. Torn ACL. Yeah, right? <laughs> Even if it takes a year, you're going to be better. Uh, just kidding. No torn know. ACLs, please. Anyway. <laughs> All right, what do you say we uh, hop good into Good hot our... topics, though. Good job, yeah. I like yas. Good hot topics. Yas queen. Yas queen. Not girl. Not girl. What do you say we hop into our contender showcase? Hit it. Let's get into Louisville. Press play. I just like to say that we actually went to Louisville to watch a game and saw this team in person. And um, 
What an impressive fan base they have. So I was almost annoyed. This team, I mean, <laughs> like going there as a Notre Dame fan, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, I, why I, are they so good at this?" Like, I appreciated it so much. It was, was awesome. I was just happy to see like a whole stadium place was rocking for women's basketball. Rocking. It was awesome. And well, they blew Notre Dame out too. Like blew, blew them, out. them out. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. But like, holy shit, was that place like packed? Yeah, it was great. And great how loud and like. Everybody was cheering the entire time. Like it yeah. was great environment. Yeah, it, they have great support for this team, and they should. They this have team has built, been stellar. Jeff Waltz has done a great job. Yeah. Um, he's he's built this program into a where a that stadium is too is like perfect. Right downtown. Yeah, it, it's such a great environment. It, it's I gotta give it to them what they have built there as a program and like the fan base and everything and like how they recruit and like what Jeff yeah Wells i'm excited done. that they got Haley van, like, van lift going there next year ah it's, anyway. a, it's almost annoying <laughs> well as a notre dame fan yeah, it is like, but let's talk about good let's talk about what's amazing about them because louisville graduated a super talented class last year asia durr sam Furing, erica carter like who a lot of people didn't think that they would be at the same level this year um and maybe they wouldn't be if they hadn't have gotten those two transfers from georgia tech I think those transfers and gotten immediate eligibility out of them has helped them a lot. And not just for this year. Those are sophomores. Like, he's yeah. getting three years out of those players. Unexpected three years of, like, star players. And Annoying. both of them are getting meaningful minutes right now for this team as sophomores. So like, I know. It's so good. It's real good for them. And that's a big reason why they're in the position they're in. Of course, we're talking about Elizabeth uh, Balagoon and Elizabeth Dixon. Um, so just made that team so deep this year appropriately deep because the truth is that that in t tight games he's probably only going to play seven or eight. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. it's a solid seven or eight that's what i mean like they have a great rotation yep. with an incredible starting lineup just beat oregon so we know what they're all about let's talk a little bit more Number about the starting in the lineup. nation now let's talk about that starting lineup and let's talk about what makes them so difficult to beat so we have Junior, their star, Junior Dana Evans, point guard out of Indiana. Um, scrappy. She does it all. She shoots. She defends. She handles. She distributes. Like I said earlier, she's been a star player just in the shadow of Asia Durr. She's had a lot of minutes as a freshman and a sophomore. She was fully prepared to take over this team, and she's doing an incredible job. Yeah, I mean, coming off a of player of the week, um, ESPN player of the week, 21 points in the tournament made like 16 threes in three games. You know, she shot 10 of 15 the one game and then 6 of 9 from three the other game. Like, ah. Well, she's gritty, too. Like, what? Like, like, uh, she'll it, get in your face. The, the th She had like a dagger three against Oregon that mm. was like from like 20 feet behind the line. She, she has like, great Like, just range. was like, huh. Great gotcha. shooter. Yeah. Uh, you you think you're the only one that could shoot this deep, Serena? You know, like, <laughs> you, know you, you think that? I got it. Yeah, no, I mean, awesome. She's, yeah, she's super impressive. She's only going to get better. She's ultra athletic. She's not very tall, but that makes her just quick and, you know, wily. She gets a lot of steals. She's yeah. a stellar player. Great player. It's a great leader to have, too. And Somebody then, that's not, it's got that, like, I can take any shot. Yeah. Fearless. Yeah. Um, one of her forward counterparts is six foot four Kylie Shook. Um, Shook, I remember watching her as a freshman. She's a senior now. I remember when she came in as a freshman, and I thought this girl's going to be a problem. Six foot four, knockdown three point shooter, has gotten much more comfortable throughout her college career at you know posting and you know being effective down low. She's not like doesn't have the thickest build, so she's had to work very hard to like get find her strength in the post. But she's gotten really good there, and she 15 rebounds in the last game in the game against Oregon. It's like almost you know the uh, the team was too deep last year to like show how good she was, right? You know, like yep. it, it, the team was honestly they had too many things, so like. Good on, like, good on, you know, Jeff Walls, like, staying with her and making sure she felt confident enough to stay here and stay with it. And, like, look what she is now. She's yeah. – the, the the two leaders of this team are incredible. Incredible shooters and a ton of confidence and, like, can do it all. 
And she's going to be a, an impactful player in the WNBA. You know, I don't know if she'll be a first rounder, but she's going to be in the WNBA and she'll be effective. Um, so rounding out the starting lineup is senior Jasmine Jones, who isn't necessarily going to light up the scoreboard, but she's one of those like defensive specialists who just makes it real difficult. She's the kind of player you can be like, go defend you know, their best player and make it difficult for them. Yeah. And she's on it. Um, she's super athletic and she will score a bit, but like she knows that it's not her primary role on this team. Um, alongside her, uh, fellow forward Bianca Dunham has stepped up this year and has been just kind of contributing in all areas. Um, she recorded 12 boards in that game against Oregon. Oh yeah. Um, so even at six foot two, she's, you know, she bodies and she bodies. fights. And, yeah. and that's what I think identify really kind of like is the, the, what am I trying to say? The identity of this Louisville team is just the effort and the mental toughness and the physicality. I think that goes back to their coach. I, I think, think so too. I think the team, all the teams that he puts out there in the past few years. Yep have just been like these like edgy teams like they all have a chip on their shoulder we don't know why like yep, <laughs> like, right? they all, like you're you're playing at a great program and like you yeah. have all these things going for you like but they, well, they it, haven't won anything yet I, that is true they haven't and you know maybe maybe this is the year yeah it could be which um, would be a crazy thing after having asian terror too right yeah rounding out their starting five is the transfer elizabeth uh balagoon um, she gives Louisville size in the backcourt at six foot one. She's quick. She's talented. At any given night, she could drop twenty, or she can be the distributor and the defender, very much what you need her to be. And their starting five is going to play the most most the majority of the minutes, but they also have some solid players off the bench. Um, fellow transfer Elizabeth Dixon comes off the bench at six foot five, very strong post player. You know, already developed for her age. Um. And they have a freshman that's coming off the bench that's that's making big a big impact. A freshman out of Japan, nonetheless, um, Narika Kono, and she's been getting big minutes and putting up you know big scoring numbers yeah, off the it's bench. Amazing. And um, you gotta love seeing that from like a freshman, especially one that wasn't particularly like you know this highly touted recruit. Yeah, I mean that's know? some good recruiting right there. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic recruiting. So those are the the two that you're going to see kind of making the biggest impact off the bench. There are some other players, some other upperclassmen that are getting like a few minutes here and there, especially in blowout wins. But that's kind of the seven that you're going to expect to keep you in these tight games against, you know, the other top uh, top teams. Yeah, it's a great team. I mean, I think they're going to finish the year probably one, which is wild. But going into the year, nobody probably would have thought that. No. Um, but they look tough. They tough and like you said, gritty, just like it you know. Yeah. They're they're, they're a super balanced team. Like yeah. you know, last week we talked about Oregon as being this, you know, team that, that hits a lot of threes and has a really high powered offense. Louisville is a team that does everything above average and maybe doesn't do any one thing like elite, but they do everything well. Yeah, they they're board so well, solid. they shoot well. They play a, a transition game really well. They defend really well. They do everything at an above average level. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that balance that kind of, you know, allows them. They're going to be in every single game, if not on top of every game. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, probably on their worst night, they're still in it, right? Yeah. So, like, hats off to them. Hats off to the team. It's going to be a great year for them. Yeah, they just don't really have any excited for them. real weaknesses. Yeah. You know, they have a little bit of depth at every position so that, you know, you're not freaking out if your forwards get in foul trouble because you've got, you know, a six foot five post coming off the bench. What could knock them off? What's what what could be the thing? Well, I mean, the thing that could knock them off is is turnovers, I think. I think they could get beat if they try to play too fast and they turn the ball over a lot and they get and you make them pay for it. So I think if you can get a lot of points off turnovers and if you can make them work in transition, that's how you can beat them. But it's hard to do because they have a really crisp offense. They're going to score a lot. You're not going to out-rebound them, so the only way you're going to get more possessions than them is is by forcing turnovers. Um, 
but I think that's how you can beat them. Okay. You got to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good only weakness I have basically. <laughs> I'll and, take it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like if I'm if I'm that coach and like that's the one thing you got to worry about is cutting down on turnovers and maybe like you know playing a little bit more crisp like and they play yeah. very crisp as it is. You know it's hard to pick these top teams, but yeah. And you know in in the Oregon game, Oregon didn't shoot well, right? They shot like 17%, 6 of 35 from three-point range. Yeah. Very uncharacteristic for that team. You probably give some credit to Louisville's defense, making it difficult for them. But they also missed a lot of shots. So, you know, you look at a team like Oregon and say, we said that if they just kind of aren't hitting their shots, they're beatable. And that's what happened. That's not going to happen many nights with a team like Oregon. So I think that Louisville is beatable. Um, There were... um, you know, Oregon had 15 more shot attempts than Louisville had in that game. They just didn't didn't hit them. Um, so there were a lot of offensive boards that Oregon pulled Good down. Second chance off. So you gotta, if you're Louisville, you gotta try shooting, to tighten that up a little I bit. I mean, that goes back to like how far away they're shooting these threes sometimes too. Oregon shoots super deep threes, yeah. create long rebounds, create a lot of second opportunities. How it works. Um, so, like, you know, that goes back to how good Louisville's defense is and, like, not letting those, you know, cost them. Yeah. You know, you get that many more attempts, uh, you expect to win almost. Yeah, for sure. So, like, for them to still come o- come away with, like, a, like a decisive victory against yeah, them, not even, point. like, that close, you know, like – Good on them. Like, uh, beat beat the team that beat Team USA. That's what. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's fantastic. So anyway, um, that's Louisville. You know, we'll keep an eye on them for the rest of the season, but we definitely think they are contenders uh, for the title. Um, Louisville. And I think if they can clean up the offensive glass and uh, make sure they don't you know, give up too many turnovers, they're going to be real tough to beat. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, ready for our last. Segment of the night. What's that? Spotlight Queen. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll go first because my Spotlight Queen is Kylie Shook from Louisville. So following up so good. Right, exactly. Look at how the time Um, So like I said before, Kylie Shook is one of those players who, you know, she caught my eye right away as a freshman because of her length and her skill set and what she could bring to the table. Um, She's... A stellar player that I think is going to, you know, make it in the WNBA. Um, her combination of height, shooting ability, and and just you know coming out of this Louisville program, which is so gritty, I think is going to serve her really well. Um, her Instagram yeah, give me is Kylie K Y L E E underscore Shook S H O O K. She has a private account. So if you want to follow her, you're going to have to request a follow. Um, but her account's fun. She's What I like about her Instagram account is that it's not just basketball. It's her living her life, you know, and that is a lot of different things on her Instagram, some of which is basketball, some of which is vacation, hanging out with friends, family. And so I like seeing yeah, that. Yeah, keep that shit on the DL. She. She's keeping it private. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm a real person. I'm a I'm real not person. A I'm in college for a few years. I want to post some stuff I like. Yeah. So, but she, but follow her, throw her a follow. You know, she's going to be, she's worth it. Well, and I followed her. So let's see um, if she were. She let's see if she accepts her. you. Right. Imagine she accepted me and not you. Ah. Oh. Be great. Ah. Oh. I'd laugh. I'd be hurt. Um, Don't do that. So she's my spotlight queen. Keep an eye on her. She's going to be, you know, in the conversation for a lot of awards this year, I think. And uh, especially if Louisville continues to be uh, as good as they have been. All right. What a great spotlight queen. Who you got? All right. So I'm going to go with a frosh. Frosh? A frosh. Talk. Uh, I'm going to go to Haley Jones. Ah, the number one frosh recruit. Number one frosh recruit. She's been playing good lately. Playing good, getting a lot more minutes. Yeah. A lot more minutes. Uh, I think she led the team in minutes in her last game. Yes, she did. Um. But it's, you know, not any surprise, right? You know, she's number one recruit, playing on a great team. You could tell the team 
might have needed it actually though yeah so like it's a, it's a good little thing that they did there i didn't think she was going to be this good this quick i stand corrected but anyway carry on yeah, no no, no. It's, yeah I, I think it's one of those uh, you don't think freshmen all the time are gonna you know yeah come in and play great like it's never usually the case in the women's game um but this year we got some fresh freshmen that are playing bring on yes we do uh which is awesome um so her instagram is haley h-a-l-e-y dot jones j-o-n-e-s-s-s Ooh, three s yes she added a little you know haley jones um love but yeah uh she's she's fun she posts a lot of stories and things like that so she's constantly doing that she's real active yeah that's nice real active she actually does like those uh there's things that you could put at the bottom of stories to make them like always the things that are on the bottom of the stories the ones that stay there like the events I don't know if you know what I'm talking nah, about. Nah, I'm Instagram illiterate. Okay, but it, it's cute too because like you can go back and look at things in the past that she did Spider that are like really Queen. fun. <laughs> Was that the like the the core the you know chorus below playing the song to play me off? No, not at all. Not at all. I was just trying to contribute because I didn't know what you were talking about with Instagram events. Oh no worries, no worries. But yeah, um, go follow her. She's great. Yeah. Um, she won freshman of the week. Ooh. For for the Pac-12. Ooh, for the so Pac-12. super specific award. But Whatever. she did win Good it. Good job, girl. There's she a did bunch win of freshmen. it. And over the past week, she's been averaging almost uh, 14 points a game. We which is cool. You. So good for you. And, uh, you know, we're happy to see her already, you know, starting to get good. Speak for yourself. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is awesome. And yeah. definitely throw her a follow. Um, you throw her a follow too. I, I, I follow her already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, chill, chill, chill. Sure. Just making sure. <laughs> I start following these kids when they're like twelve. Stalker. <laughs> Creep. Anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> Haley Jones <laughs> and Kylie Shook. Dope. Spotlight queens. Spotlight queens. You got anything else you wanna you wanna impart to our listeners before we? Uh, before we play that pump it up shit? I don't know. I think this is a long one. Is it a long one? Yeah, 52 minutes. Felt like a long one. 52 minutes. Talking, it always feels long when I talk to you. Oh. oh. It, had to, it had to turn like that. Yeah, let's pump oh. it up. <laughs> we got to pump it up. Uh, this has been the Queens of the Court Queens podcast. Queen. We're the king size queens. I'm about to go get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. I might be sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.